Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, let's get started. Okay. All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. I think we have Andy. Hey, now. Oh, yeah, there he is. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> this is episode 299, Lego My Logo. All right. Cool. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, All right. Well, uh, on top of working a few extra uh, days uh, last week, I got to go fly. Um, nice. I went, yeah, it was... Uh, it was after work. Picked up the kids. I had uh, I brought the the 470 and the NX4 with me, and picked up the kids from school, and we went over to the Rogue Field, and you know, threw down some flights. Uh, I started off with the NX4, and I was not nice to it. I mean, I was working on TikToks, I was doing rolling flips, and then eh, there was a little bit of you know, you know, stick banging. But nice. like uh, the kids uh, hadn't seen me fly like that. I mean, they've seen me like fiddle fart around across the street when we lived at the house. But as far as actually, you know, you know, enjoying the freedom of like nothing of really structural anywhere near me to where you know it could possibly crash into and just let them loose, they've never seen me do that. So I. Mean, you know, Kylie's just, just like, whoa, I've never seen you do that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, after the first flight of the NX4, it did great. Uh, did the Ended up flying the 470, and then on the second flight of the, the NX4, um, probably about a minute into the flight, I noticed there was like a slight idle change as I was flying, and I just kind of... It was it was enough of a change that I kind of you know, raised an eyebrow, but probably about you know another minute or two later, I noticed that there was uh, it was starting to bog and I was losing smoke. So I was in the middle of uh, doing rolling flips when I noticed it, and uh, I brought it upright and just kind of hovered around. It stopped and it continued to smoke like normal. So I wasn't really sure you know was I giving it a little too hard on the beans or whatnot. And then it started to just bog completely out. So I hit throttle hold and brought it all the way back in. And uh, what like, maneuver were you doing? Sorry, I, I didn't uh, hear it right. I was doing uh, like rolling flips. It's like where it's just continuous. Rolling flips? Yeah. Yep. I wanted to ask about that earlier. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah what's right? a rolling well, flip, please? Where it's, yes. like, it's like continuous flips uh, where I'm just doing continuous backflips. And then sometimes I'll pause it to where it's like, you know, you bring it vertical and then you flip it down to the other orientation and you bring it vertical, flip it back to the other orientation. I was so doing you're just those. flipping. Pretty <laughs> Not much. Not rolling flips, just stationary flips maybe. Or I, pop, they're, they're, the poppy flips. I don't know what they call them. I do collect the stop flips. That's what I kind of call them. Yeah, and I was doing some that were continuous as well. You know, I was working on trying to. But keep they weren't it. rolling though, because rolling is like an aileron roll, right? Oh, it, like, that's like what that's, I would think. Yeah. So uh, rolling true. flips would be you're doing aileron rolls with while you're flipping backwards. That's and that's a new maneuver, I think. 
Nah, it wasn't that. So it's like, I mean, what I thought the rolling flips were, it was, you know, it being continuous. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I ended up autoing. Damn, it I down. wish I had my button. I know. <laughs> ah, you oh, suck, Andy. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. But, uh, but I autoed it back in, and it was, like, still smoking, even though the engine was off. So it was, like, burning, like, the the fuel residue that was on the side of the, the crankcase. So it's, like, at first I'm thinking, oh, shit, maybe I fucked it up. So I let it cool down. I flew the 470 again, and I went to uh, just go ahead and start up the, you know, the NX4 again, and just kind of, I richened it up a little bit, put it out there, and I did uh, a couple of uh, the punch outs just to kind of see, you know, how it's doing, like what, you know, see if there was anything I could find. Cause I tried, you know, looking at like the head bolts, you can't really see in there. I didn't see any play when I uh, tried to move the the actual head uh, did, on the did motor. You, did you try to see if you had compression? Yeah, I had compression. Yeah. But not enough. Because when I gave it the beans to do the punch out, it just, so I brought it right back in and threw it in the back of the Jeep. And I just finished off the rest of the packs for uh, the 470. Um, And then uh, I pretty much uh, went to work a couple more days. Um, I also bought a, uh, an OS 91 H from Angela. Cool. Yeah. So What's that, that going it, into? That is going into my black nitro. Nice. That I've been wrenching on this week. Um from the looks of it, I'm just gonna go ahead and change out the ring and just probably give a little touch on the on on the hone. Um it doesn't really need much, but just change it out while it's already out. You know, just give it a fresh start and uh I'm actually waiting for the rings to come in. They're supposed to be here Friday, so it's like, you know, just waiting to uh, get those in. But it turns out that 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 engine used to belong to um, uh, Brandon Cooper, and that was actually, uh, I believe, it was in his black nitro that he was doing the fire pulls. Well, yeah, it's got some history, huh? Oh yeah, and it's going in another black nitro, so you can't beat that. Hopefully, um, we do some fire pulls with that as well. Ah, uh, I'd like to. <laughs> Just whenever I can get down there. Um, then let's see. I was late to Discord. Um, I got on Discord probably like close to like eight thirty, and Devin and a few others were still online. But I ended up getting some. Uh, you know, Devin was trying to do some uh, troubleshooting as I was yanking out the the motor to the the NX4, and as soon as I pop off the head, I was just like, wait, what the fuck? The fucking piston looks perfectly fine. The ring looks brand new, and there's not even a scuff on the inside cylinder. What had happened was uh, one of the bolts on the head was like literally two turns from falling out, and the other two were hardly even uh, finger tight. So it, therefore, that, that was the whole cause of the problem. You can actually see the burn mark where it was just spitting shit out the side. And that's interesting how you saw a compression with that head being that loose. I I really couldn't tell. I, it was outside and you know, I I even looked as I was cranking it over to see if it was spitting shit out and I didn't see anything leaking. Yeah. So, you know, 
I, I thought for sure I had good compression, but apparently not when I found that. So it's like, okay, well, because I even checked uh, the glow plug as well, and it was in there tight. It wasn't moving. It's like even having the actual wrench on there, I tried to wiggle it around to see if I can even get the head to move, and it wasn't. So I was thinking maybe it leaned out because of a fuel line issue or one of the other suggestions that uh, Devin had was uh, maybe the, the needles were fucking dirty. So it's like we were grasping at straws before I actually got it apart, and turns out the fucking bolts were backing out. So what I ended up doing is, of course, pulled the rest of the bolts out. You know, of course, I had cracked open the engine. I just went ahead and taken some uh, acetone down on the threads of the, of, of the bolt holes going into the case cleaned out the bolt holes the best I could and pretty much did what uh, Tom Shin suggested. Just do a star point pattern and just crank them. Crank them down. Yep. Crank them. Yep. Hope for the best. Always a star pattern. (laughs) Always. Mm -hmm. Always. I'm guessing maybe the head was still seated and then when it heats up, it just, you know, it then leaks because it's all heated up, warmed up and expanded. Yep. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But like I said, I was... You know, I thought for sure I was hearing compression because I mean, you know, it didn't sound like you had like the glow plug out and then t- try to crank it over. I mean, there was at least some resistance in it when I was trying to start it. Mm-hmm. So, my bad there. I should have probably been able to, I should have probably paid better attention, but at least it didn't like fucking grenade on me. I mean, or have to like order, you know, components for the inside. Right. But, um, and of course, like I said, I, uh, started work on the, on the black nitro. I've actually got, um, the transmission assembly, uh, got bearings replaced in it, uh, got it all back together. Um, there was a few bearings that I missed on my previous order. And of course it had been such a while since I really messed with the black nitro. It's more or less been on my wall for like the past few months and then after the move it's just been kind of you know if it's in the way here i move it there and then if it gets in my way there i just move it but um i've got to order more bearings for the for the rotor head i accidentally ordered the wrong uh thrust bearings i actually i just by just scrolling through a main i was like oh wait thrust bearings i just put them in my cart didn't even pay attention whether it was the the heads or the tails I got the tails, so I got those covered. (laughs) (laughs) So I got another order to make this week on that. So, um, so right now, as it sits on the, you know, the black nitro build, I'm just waiting on the piston ring and then I can go ahead and get everything mounted into the, you know, the airframe as I wait for bearings and shit to come in for the rotor head. But that is my week. All right, who's next? I can go next. Go for it. So my audio problems and woes continue, uh, Mm -hmm. as you can probably hear. Uh, We should tell the listeners that last night we tried recording for about an hour and a half until my internet cut out and didn't come back and still hasn't come back. So I'm phoning it in. I'm phoning a friend or a few (laughs) friends and phoning in my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my my part of the show and uh yeah so that's why my audio probably sounds like crap um but uh it is what it is what we're we gonna do right yep the show must go on 
Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So I did not join in on Discord Friday night. Uh, I got to try wah, wah. harder next time to, to get in there, but uh, it's just like the, the evening goes by so quick and, and I've said it before. But uh, I did have a phone call from Rob McClellan this week at some point, and uh, we talked a little bit about his schedule coming up. He's hoping to come down to Florida at some point to go to Ampsfield for one of the events. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that's in March. Yep. And, you know, I told him I was coming up there in, in November and maybe we can get together, do lunch or something like that. And I thanked him again for sending me, you know, half of 690 and most of the, like the entire frame to a logo and all that parts that I talked about last time. And uh, he told me since, you know, Devin is who he is now in the hobby and, you know, factory pilot and all for Oxy uh, that they talked to people all over the world. And he was telling me how much the UK, uh, UK guys really like our show. So I want to give them a shout out to awesome. The guys in the UK say cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it was cool. We've, we've had a few, you know, contacts, but because we record the show, you know, PM, Eastern Standard Time, you know, it's like two o'clock in the morning their time. It's really hard for them to even, you know, join us for anything that we've done, you know, during the show, during recording of the show or anything like that. But uh, definitely cool that we have listeners all over the globe. That's really cool. Yep. So I did go flying on Saturday. I took out my newly acquired used airplane and uh, had to throw a receiver in that. And bound it to my DX9. I put in Expo and all that crap and stuff I haven't done in about nine months. And uh, flew the plane a few times uh, at the field. And that's the uh, newer Extra 300, the E-Flight model that I picked up used from a guy at the swap meet. I talked about a couple shows ago. And that thing flew very, very well. You know, I don't I don't have the AS3X or the safe or anything like that in it. Um so I, I was kind of curious to see how it would fly, you know, uh, always whether, you know, it always, it, it always, I always have an interest in that when, that, when it has that in a plane to be like, well, is it, is it that that's making it fly good or is it an actually a good model? And, um, this model's pretty good. You know, I flew around inverted a few, few laps and, uh, the inverted needed almost no elevator repositioning nice. or anything like that. It was, it was really nice flying plane. And, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm glad I didn't crash it my first flight. I mean, I really don't give a really that much of a crap, but you know, all the I was I haven't been talking a lot of shit, but I've been talking about planes and helicopters at the field, you know, kind of portraying some sort of knowledge, you know. So I didn't want to like take off and smash it. Not like the time me, you, and Jeff first got together, Steve. Yeah, where I flew into a tree, and you guys were yeah. like, I "Thought this guy knew what he was doing." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I flew to Oxy Five and uh, Six Ninety for a little bit, and and uh, just enjoying the fact that you know I got a field that's close and weather's usually pretty good um, all year round. That's going to be really. Um, I'm really taking advantage of that because I know that you know up north there was a good part of the winter where I was just like, man, it's just. I tried to get out there, and I most of the time I did, but. 
you know, 26 degrees, it just wasn't fun. You know, yeah. That yeah, we could do it, but it wasn't that much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's all I was up to this week. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, man. So, I flew on Saturday. I flew with, uh, I was meeting with Cliff and, and Madison. Um, and then also Ben Miner was there, Monty showed up, and Ting showed up as well. Nice. Yeah, so I got a, got a, a bunch of flights, I think like four in a row and then two in the 580. And, um, yeah, yeah, both flew great, you know. I'm really enjoying the raw these days. I think just the way that the, like my setup is, it's just, it works for me. I'm having a really good time with it, you know, and I'm getting like six minute flights, you know, so I'm not. Oh, you know, wow. I'm not cranking on the head speed, but uh, you know, I got a decent amount of head speed, and you know, the SAB blades are still barking, making noise and stuff. So it's 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 high enough, you know, for me to do my maneuvers and kind of have fun with it. Um, yeah, doing that, Great. and then and then I flew the 580, and uh, <laughs> Cliff is funny because he every time I start a nitro, he always comes by and he's like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> and like he makes the noises of like a nitro right, when you try to first start it. And of course, you know, this, this nitro's been sitting on my wall for, I don't know, last time I flew it, you know, at least a month, I would say. You know, and I don't clean it or nothing. I don't put braking oil. I don't do any of that stuff. It just sits there, you know. Um, so I fueled it up, and of course, it's like, you know, and it starts. Um, I get it set up. I, I kind of tune it a little, and, you know, I flew the first flight. It was good. Um, I flew it again. And this time he comes up, he's like, you know, try, he makes the noise again. I was like, oh, yeah? First crank, gring, it just starts right up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <West> baby. <laughs> At that point, did he have that look on his face? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh. You know, that, that look he's famous for? <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, surprise, huh? Yeah, so. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I worked on a helicopter. I did work on my combat bird for RCHO next weekend. Not this weekend coming up, but the weekend following weekend. Um, it's a Blade 360 CFX. I don't even remember when I got this. I must have picked it up sometime like six or eight months ago. But I finally got around to you know binding it up, and and I went through the whole BSTEC setup, the you know AR7200 setup, um, which brought me back you know kind of back in the days. I remember setting that up. Um, a whole yeah. ton, you know, on the on the Blade 450X, especially. So, um, got that all set up. Uh, another thing I started messing with is my Jetty transmitter. So I started messing up, uh, messing up. <laughs> I guess messing up. Um, I started messing with the the DS14 I have, and I have an R3 uh, receiver, and I'm setting it up on Spirit. I have a Spirit Pro. Uh, thanks to Ben Connors for lending that over to me. And yeah, um, I've been setting that up and kind of playing around with like the setup. Gosh, it's 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 like a learning curve again, you know, to go and like, okay, bust up my Windows 7 machine. <laughs> All right, this thing is bigger than, you know... <laughs> My monitor, like my 27-inch monitor, this thing is humongous. But all right, let's get it set up. So I, you know, download the Jetty software. I'm like, let me do the firmware updates. And I'm like, do I do this this Luath version or the regular one? I don't know. I'll just pick the one that has the most, I guess, the Luath version. 
And then it's like, oh, okay, now I got to download the Spirit software. Okay, and I download that software, and I get that set up, and I'm like, oh, I got to plug this in, and I plug that in, and then have this port for this. Because it uses like a, a servo connected to USB. So I got to plug this system I.O. connector, and gosh, it really makes me appreciate how great V-Control is. Oh, boy. I'm just saying, I know if I've had my issues and I've voiced them, but like, you know, when it works, you just go click, 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 and it's done. This I'm yeah. like setting up, I'm plugging things in, I'm like, okay, now I gotta look at this and where's the ports go, and you know, because it's just, the outputs are just like one, two, three, four, channel one, two, three, four, aux, and then there's like a rudder channel, but that's not really a rudder channel because you're using it as an S-Bus channel, and I'm like, okay, I gotta learn this thing. So yeah, it really does make you appreciate the simplicity and how ahead of their time V-Control was, uh, Mikado was with their system to be able to like have this full integration out the box work and not have any of this headache of softwares and drivers installing this, installing that and all this fun stuff, you know? So dude, you mentioned Windows 7. You can't do this with a Windows 10 machine? Um, I can, I just, my Windows is so old. Like my machine, the laptop's from oh. like, like 2005 or something. <laughs> like. It's it's a oh it's an God. old ThinkPad that says i7 Windows 7. It's, it's a Lenovo, you know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's your it's a W520. Mac. Yeah. Now I did find out that they they do have Mac software, so I am gonna try to do this on my <laughs> Mac going forward. Um, I don't know about the Jetty one. I I think the Jetty one does, but I don't know if it supports like the latest Mac. They they've changed so much with their operating system, so unless they update it, it might not work. Anyways. Beyond that, one last thing I do want to mention is I want to give a, a special thanks to a listener, Tony. So I've spoken about bagels on the show that, you know, I can't really get a proper bagel down here in Virginia. And this listener, you know, messaged me and said, hey, in Charlottesville, there's this place called Bodo's Bagels, B-O-D-O. And you should check it out. Like, they have good bagels. So I'm like, okay, cool, you know. I'm going to meet up with Cliff on Saturday. So I'm like, oh, bet. It's up that way. I'm going to um, uh, Milton, right, which is right by Charlottesville. So I was, oh, I'll go to the bagel place, pick up a you know dozen bagels, and then I'll go you know go to the field. And I was telling Cliff, yeah, I'm gonna go hit up a bagel place. And he's like, oh, I know that place. And he was actually like driving by it, and he was like, you know what? If you want, I can just pick it up for you. And I was like, oh, that's even better. <laughs> I could just go straight to the field then. So um, got to give a, a huge thanks to Cliff as well for picking uh, those bagels up for me. And, uh, yeah, I had a bagel at the field. I think uh, Monty had two. And um, I thought they were pretty damn good bagels. Yeah. You should have told Monty, no bagels for you until we get a show, dude. <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so awesome, man. So they were good? They were. They were good. They were boiled. They had that, you know, the hard, hard, chewy crust, but the inside was nice and soft like your bagel should be, you know. It was it was proper, you know. So, yeah. The cream cheese was a little bit odd. Um, you know, I, they're like, they didn't have scallion cream cheese, and so I ended up getting vegetable cream cheese, but, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like they were, like, blended in, like, a blender, then, like, just mixed in a, you know, a tub. <laughs> by hand so it's a little different i guess but yeah uh let's see andy i heard you've been abducted by aliens is that true as you, yeah as you can tell from my stellar audio quality 
I am phoning it in as well. From outer space, though, right? Yes. Might as well have been. <laughs> no, Hashtag I, butt stuff. <laughs> I decided on, well, me and some, my brother and whatever decided late Monday night that we needed to be, let's see, Monday, yeah, Monday night, we decided we need to be in northern Michigan first thing Wednesday morning. Damn. So we drove up Tuesday, so I couldn't do the recording then. And now I'm on the way home, but I'm still four hours from the house, three and a half maybe. Okay. So I'm here, but just barely. Yeah. We nice. went up there to pick up a uh, new truck we had found, semi truck. Nice. So, anyway, I haven't done anything in the hobby. Just, uh, yeah, nothing. You Absolutely suck. zero. <laughs> yes, I'm aware of that, Kevin. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> Reminding me. Uh, it's yeah. all good. It's, at least you're here. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's better I'm, than not. So. Well, yeah, I'm here just in the background just so you guys don't say too much shit about me. <laughs> oh, that's not going to change. I'm going to try to stay muted so not annoy everyone. All right. All right. Okay, I guess uh, let's move on to the main topic here, huh? What are we talking about? Legos? Or or Logos? Legos are fun. I love Legos. I love Legos, too. I build shit tons of Lego. Yeah. But I don't think we're actually really talking about Legos. No. Are we talking about Eggos, maybe? You know, those those little waffles? You know, Lego my Eggos? No? No? No. Okay. All right. What are we talking about? So let's see here. How long have we been doing this? Six, six and a half years, maybe? Seven years? Sounds Since, good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take a year. Yeah. So we've had the you know same basic logo for, for this time, you know, about seven years, six and a half years. Um, we have gone through an iteration of it where it was uh, it was a little bit more I don't know how how do I want to say it like more complex like it had more things to it had more layers to the logo uh, when it was the black and red one um, and then we kind of simplified it over the years I think uh, probably about like two two years into it or so we kind of simplified it to this now black and white logo still the same font type still the same kind of like you know, crooked podcast going across the bottom, but you know it's been pretty much that that logo for for then on. You know, all of right. our sh- you know any of the shirts that I've made for the team and stuff, and any of the uh, the websites, and obviously all our branding was was this logo. Um, well, we're hitting three hundred soon, you know, and and we're 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 turning a a new chapter in this podcasting. Um, I don't want to say career, but venture that we're on, let's say. So, um, you know, we've reached out to some folks about getting some graphic services done. And this folk in particular is John Dale from Mad Panda. And, you know, we've seen his work on other podcasts and other, you know, raps and other things that he does. And he's very, you know, he has a very creative mind. 
So, so we've kind of employed that. <laughs> so we gave him a, a task of, you know, create a new logo for us, create a new brand for us, right? Some brand recognition, something that we can uh, plaster on shirts and our websites and, you know, all these different things that we were, you know, stickers and everything else, right? Um, so we did. And I don't know, the process... You know, it's a process... Of, it is a process, but it wasn't it wasn't a painstaking process. I think John really like I don't know. I think he's he was very professional. He was very yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, you know, he was like, Give me some ideas, what do you guys kinda think of? And and, and we're like, I don't know. <laughs> like that was kind of our like, uh I yeah. don't know. And I'm like, you know, Kevin and I like metal and they're like, okay, you know, well, I don't know what whatever, whatever that means, <laughs> you know. So we kind of, kind of let him have uh, his creative like design to just go do it, right? His carbonage to just like draw some up, you know, and let's yeah. see what we think. Um, and I had come up with something early on, maybe a couple of years in, that was based on like some metal punk like logos that we'd seen back in the mm-hmm. like I did at least, you know, yeah, like, yeah, New York City hardcore, hardcore stuff, yeah. yeah. I was doing the FFRC and I liked it, but I showed mm-hmm. it to a few people and Mike D was one of them. And he said, I don't, I don't like logos that I have to take more than like a second to figure out what it is, you know? Yeah. Which is what that was. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of had to decipher it a little bit. Yeah. You had to decipher a little bit. And it's, I think it's, um, the logo, like, you know, it works in a certain time period. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like yeah. if you were like from you know I I recognize that logo because of of my history of like you know the music I listened to and stuff and the scene that I was into, right? And, and you did because you were in that scene. You were playing in those bands and you know doing those stuff back in those days. So like, um, they they mean something, right? But like to Ian maybe who's younger who doesn't yeah. know anything about that stuff would look at the logo and be like, um, I don't really understand it, you know? Yeah, I had never seen that before in my life. Didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, true. Right. So it's also regional because that is a very northeast, east coast type of logo and and history, right? To that, so um, folks that are from the south or Midwest and stuff or West Coast probably wouldn't recognize it or know. Well, West Coast probably, California would. I would. Yeah. But um, but anyways, so John came up with a couple ideas and and really. The first idea he came up with, we kind of liked it, you know, it was, it was, um, so it's going to be interesting because it's an audio podcast and we're going to be talking about something that's so visual, but, you know, so it's kind of like, it's it's definitely an F, right? It's definitely FF. You can see that there's two Fs in the, in the logo, in the, in the actual logo itself. Um, but we kind of added, like, we kind of was like, well, let's try this and change this. He, he he ended up creating a whole new kind of type of a whole new, I'm going to kind of use air quotes here, but like a font type, you know, so like free for RC podcast, when you see the logo, the, each letter is hand drawn. They're, they're not from like a library of fonts that you can buy or purchase. So, so this is something true to our brand that's custom to our, you know, to our podcast, to our, you know, crew here and, and something that's going to be recognizable when you just see the logo, you know? Nonetheless, seeing right. like Free4RC and podcasts underneath it as well. So, um, so what would you guys take on it? You know, 
like when I I kind of ended up, you know, I created a, a group chat for all of us to start, you know, brainstorming and also working with John to kind of give a direct line to John to talk about, like, you know, when he made different changes and what everyone thought about it and stuff. So what did you guys think uh, on that end? I remember not thinking a lot of the first iteration he had. Like, I thought it was good, but I was like, uh, you know, because it's, it's difficult because you have, like, I don't know, I didn't really have anything envisioned, but it just mm-hmm. didn't seem, it seems, it always going to seem like something outside trying to fit the show, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. So, so that was kind of like, I guess, looming in my decision or my, my comments on it. I do like mm-hmm. the final product. I like what he came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what Ian or Andy thought about it. Uh, the first iteration of it, you know, I definitely, I, I definitely liked it. Um, but for me, it was more of waiting to see what you guys thought about it. But otherwise, definitely, uh, I'm glad we, you know, waited to kind of see how far down the rabbit hole he went with the design. And I really like what it really became. So it's like, I'm yeah. happy with it. I like designs that are simple and easily recognizable. And this is. <laughs> It's simple. It's clean. It's not muddied up. You don't have to stare at it for 20 minutes to figure out what it is. So yeah. I, I like what he came up with. I thought he did an excellent job. Yeah. And I think that's one of the key things that um, when I first saw the logo, um, the first version of the logo was very clean. It was very, um, as you're saying, it's, it's kind of really easy to recognize the, the two Fs in it. Now, the, the second F on it, you'll see... It's maybe maybe I should do a a post with actual like the I don't know if John would um if John wants to show that type of process but like where he went from the first logo to the final logo it's it's very subtle changes but the one change that he made is just the way that the F curves and the right. second F how the second F branches out from the first F so kind of to describe it it looks like a falling F it looks like an F that kind of is falling down to the left and another F behind it kind of trailing and and. And then, you know, you'll see the free fall RC podcast, like the words itself. But the logo itself is kind of like that with almost which seems like a a border in the front of it. Like it's like a, a shockwave or like, you know, where air is being moved. So it kind of looks like a there's like a big border around the, the uh, outer part of the curvature of the F on the, the first F. It's really hard to describe, but well, obviously, when this episode's released. You will get all of these logos. You will see all these logos, so you'll understand what we are talking about um, right now with this. Uh, but yeah, you'll see this this new logo, and and really, once he kind of made some little tweaks, I was kind of sold on it. You know, like yeah, the font. He went from a normal like Arial type font, saying Free Four RC, to then like really expanding on it and creating this, uh, like I said, a unique font type for us, um, and which. In my opinion, like it fits the FF, it fits the logo. It it fits the logo so well that like I don't ever see us even need to like change the font type for the free Farsi podcast part, you know. So it yeah. is like a matching um, logo font type mix, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I yeah, like he, it. Huge shout out to John, man! Like he really did a good job on this. Um, you know, yeah. very creative. Anyway- he went through it pretty quickly too. I mean, it didn't take like for freaking ever. It was like, you know, maybe twice a day he was like checking in, you know, yeah. oh, how about this or what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, he was just, um, 
you know, he wanted to gather everything he could, and he put something together that I think is pretty fucking awesome. I like it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like it because I could put it on a wing, a flying wing. It looks, it's kind of what it looks like uh-huh. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a flying wing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> right. But not even that, like... So one of the, the key one of the key design parts we wanted to um, portray to him and or let's just say this one of the um, difficult parts of the old logo that we didn't like was the that we weren't able to um, weed it out when we did vinyl. So like if we were to vinyl print uh, our old logo, we'd have to like weed out, you know, take uh, the extra vinyl off all the little dots and spots and things like yeah. it would be an impossible task to be it honest. It was too complex. Yeah. yeah, it really was. Yeah, I because it had this, this eroded thing. look, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to do a similar thing with 3D printing, and it would have to 3D print all the... It was just too much resolution to the logo itself. Yes. That you, couldn't, you couldn't do it small. It had to be large. And even large, it would be just so much of a task to do more than, like, a sticker or two. Right. So, you know, yeah, so you could... You know, we got our stickers printed, and that worked fine, but it... It didn't. It, it also hurt us when you know. I, I have a vinyl cutter. Like we can, you know, heat transfer as many shirts as we want. Like I, we can, you know, I, I, if I wanted to, with a simpler logo, I could basically just print out shirts whenever free time I had, if I wanted to, right? But not with that logo. That logo made it impossible. Um, yeah. Even when we got that logo onto um, onto some shirts, like they would have to kind of print the logo on and it didn't it sometimes didn't even look right either because it almost had like a black border around it so i think simplifying the logo was one of our like key asks like we need to make it simple easy to you know cut vinyl if you wanted to easy to do heat transfer shirts and things like that yeah um and he came through this thing would be super easy to like i could you know, to do vinyl stickers you know or heat transfer shirts as i was saying so Okay, so what does this mean? We got a new logo. Fantastic. <laughs> Big deal. Same podcast, right? Same show. Same four guys here talking about stuff. Um, the big deal is we're going to be doing a t-shirt order. <sighs> I know a lot of people have been asking about this. Yes. It just it took us about seven years to do it. <laughs> or, and I know or, or 300 episodes. <laughs> yeah. We have said similar things in the past, like, yeah, we're going to get t-shirts together. Yeah. And just life takes over, you know? We're doing this basically, you know, in our spare time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, enjoy doing it. Just, yeah, some things are more difficult to get together than others for yeah. the show. Right. I mean, like you said, we, we are doing this free, and we do this weekly, so everyone understands uh, the toil of, like, having to, you know, keep on doing what we do, right, for our listeners and, and for ourselves. Um, but then to add, like, to do extra work, you know, updating the website, <laughs> updating the documents, <laughs> the uh, news announcement document, you know, those things have to kind of take a backseat to then, like, our real jobs and our real, you know, our families that we have to take care of and things like that. So, of right. course, you know, like a T-shirt and, and you know, things like that, um, you know, did kind of take a second, you know, a seat back, you know, as far as the priority level. But, yes. With episode 300 coming, and, and you know, for all the folks that have stuck with us, we want to show appreciation. So we, you know, got off our lazy asses, basically, and did what we have to do. Um, so, yes, we are doing a pre-order for some shirts. 
Now, the designing was kind of fun. Um, we all got together as far and we kind of like, you know, I had some basic thoughts and layouts and then we kind of took those and, and each one of us kind of um, had personal hand in helping design a shirt, I would say, you know? Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, depending on what shirt you bought, it might be designed or, you know, approved by myself or Kevin or Andy or even Ian. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ordering. I mean, I know people are going to be like, okay, awesome. How do I order now? I want to order. Let's get this going. I want to get my shirts in, right? Um, so we're doing pre-orders, and this is kind of like our first official run. And, you know, with that, we changed our logo. Some people might want the old logo. Some people might want the new logo. So we decided to do both. Yeah. So this will be a chance to kind of represent the, the you know, the, the podcast and show other folks that you listen to us and, and, you know, just kind of support us, show your support. Um, we are not looking to make a single penny off of this thing. So the cost, whatever it costs us to get it out to you is what the cost is. Um, it also depends on how many we order. So, like, if we have a, you know, a shit ton of extra large being ordered, extra large might be the cheapest shirt option out there. Um, yeah. We're estimating approximately for, like, the normal, uh, the, what they call, like, the standard sizes, small, medium, large, extra large, to be about $35 shipped. Um, when you go to the 2X, 3X, 4X sizes, there are additional costs, and I, we know what the cost is. It's basically... 2x is $2.50 more, 3x is $3.50, 4x is $4.50 more. Um, this approximate price of $35 shipped is the price for, I think, a basic order of 10 and drop ship to your door. So we're not even going to handle it. Like, it's going to basically, we're going to be the facilitators and we'll collect the money and get the order set up. We'll submit the order to uh, Custom Inc. Custom Inc. will drop ship it directly to you to the listeners so yeah and that doesn't mean that each mm-hmm. listener has to buy 10 it just means yes all yeah, together yeah. total yeah the pricing is just based off a of 10 order so like if you know yeah you don't have to order all 10 you can order one one small or one large or you know or two larges and be like that's it that's all i want but right as a collective it matters how much we order so if we have a lot of people ordering um large extra large two xls because those are i think what it's going to be the more common sizes. Um, you know, those will probably be cheaper than someone ordering a medium or maybe a 3XL. Um, obviously, 3XL will have that additional cost. So you got to, right. uh, you know, consider that. Uh, how do you order, right? People are going to want to know how to order. Yeah, we have a Google form that we're, we're going to um, release on the release of this episode. And what we're going to do is basically you're going to submit a Google form. Um, we're going to only accept PayPal. Um, primarily PayPal and, you know, if you want to do goods and services, you're more than welcome to, but, you know, like I said, we're not making a penny off this, so you will have to cover the, the PayPal fees. I think it's 4%. Um, if you, you know, if you want to, if you're okay with doing, uh, PayPal friends and family, which I'm not saying anyone should. But if you're okay doing that, then obviously PayPal fees won't be charged. So there's no, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Um, if you don't have PayPal, we can't make 
arrangements with really the only other ways I can get money so that I could pay this is Cash App, Venmo, or Zelle. So those are all other options. But, you know, let's try to keep it to PayPal because then I can just put it on my PayPal business card, which will just, you know, take the money right from that PayPal account. And I don't have to worry about it. Um, like I said, these are going to be shipped directly from Custom Inc. and drop shipped to you when the order is submitted and they're completed from Custom Inc. Um, so you'll get them pretty much hot off the press. Like like I said, it won't touch my hands. You know, it'll, it'll be from them to you. They'll take all the safety precautions of all the, you know, COVID and all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, how much time do you have to order? So, Good. yeah. This one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be a tough one. So we have to put a cap on it, and uh, you know, um, I don't want to make the cap too long. Like I don't want you know we're gonna have it open from the day we release this episode, which will most likely maybe be Thursday or Friday um, this week. So you know, ho- having it open for two, three weeks, four weeks, a month, you know, is possible. But I think we want to kind of cap this at two weeks. So basically, November 12th is that two weeks, uh, yeah, two Fridays after. Um, and what happens if you miss the pre-order? You know, that's going to suck, um, especially for you because <laughs> you're not going to get a shirt. Um, but depending on how this run goes, if it goes pretty smoothly and, you know, um, things work out. It should go pretty smooth. I think because all of us are going to order at least you know, two to four shirts. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to drop the price just in our order. You know, <laughs> I got six on order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. So, so, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you're going to miss it, what, what's going to happen is if we can, depending on the holiday schedule, you know, we might be able to fit another order in. I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to go. We, we have to really see how this, this first run goes, but most likely I would think, you know, come the new year, um, We'll just basically announce another run of this and, you know, see how it goes. See, see how, um, you know, it goes. And we can offer different designs and colors. Um, we'll take, I think another thing would be good is to get uh, our listeners to kind of give suggestions, right? What, what do they like? Because we picked a couple of colors. It's not going to just be all black or a white shirt. You know, there are, there are some colors to it. Actually, it's, it's mainly what? Black, gray, and blue? And blue, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, hey, you want a pink version or something, we can, you know, maybe on a second order, we can do a custom order for that, right? So, so yeah. th- that's not off the table, and we can definitely do that. Um, and I think after the first, the first order, I think the second order, I want to try to do um, some type of hats, because I'm a hat person. I love hats, so definitely yeah. need a hat. Uh, which we'll probably only offer in a new logo, I think. I think that one's just going to be the new one going forward, so... Now, I know a lot of people out there are asking themselves, hmm, I wonder if they're going to do a Gray Eagle-inspired shirt. Mm. To that would be yes. One of the shirts will have a quote from Gray Eagle on it. But it's not a direct quote, so there's no uh, trademark or licensing needed, so, you know. Well, and it's one of the only quotes that are actually, you know, you don't have to think about. Mm. It's not a rip. It's pretty (laughs) straightforward. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's about it. Um, obviously, with the new logo, we've, we're going to be updating everything across the board when this episode is released. So, if you notice that there's some new changes to our logo, listen to the episode. You'll know why. Yeah. And a lot of people might be saying, geez, 30 bucks for a t-shirt, that's a lot of money. And yeah, it's a lot of money. 
but that's what shipping involved. And like you said, we don't want to make a dime off of this because if we do actually put money in the bank as free full RC or whatever, we have to claim it. Yeah. You know, and it becomes a thing. We We don't have to LLC ourselves and and become a corp and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this for fun. We don't, you know, we're nonprofit at this real, you know, for the most part, we don't want. Yeah. Yeah. We're not looking to make anything. We're just looking to spread the good word. Yeah. (laughs) And finally get some shirts out that yeah. people have been asking about for a long time. All right, Steve. Now build them <laughs> damn helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> you got three more days left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. What's next? Let's, I guess let's move it on to Ian's tech tip. All right. All right. All right. I figure I'd do a little short one today. Um, um Figure I'd do something on uh, part numbers and why they're important. Um, what? Some people, yeah, they they are. I mean, for wait, for example, wait, wait. Can you really talk about part numbers when you just ordered the wrong part? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, that is true. But I also I just seen bearing and I needed bearings, so I said boop by now. But um, no. <laughs> Well, why else is uh, part numbers important? Are you telling uh, us? Yes. Uh, I'm asking you guys. Like, oh, yeah. Are you asking why? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The wrong stuff. Yeah, you don't want to order the wrong part. Mm. Exactly. And then, uh, well, multi- most brands will actually use a lot of the same parts throughout, like, future models or other, you know, coinciding models. You know, like goblin for example they used a lot of the same parts when it came to uh the like the mother plate transmission you know all throughout the heli between the 630 700 and then some of the the 770 Mm -hmm. so it's like there's a lot of parts that are strewn through different models and even though those specific models can be obsolete and moved on to the other you know variations of that model some of those parts will either you know either disappear disappear in the wayside or there's a lot of them that actually get put into other models so and some of them might look the same but there are like variations and differences in parts um as far as parts being uh pushed to other models uh perfect example uh the tail belt for uh the goblin 630 is actually the same tail belt that's in the the kraken 700 so it's like things get used over and over and over again in uh, mm-hmm. uh, different models. Um, another example I actually just discovered not too long ago, the secondary shaft is actually different from my black nitro to some of the newer models of the actual you know, machine, whether it's uh, uh, like the, the Kraken's, uh, not the Kraken, uh, the black nitro sport or the like, my Drake 700, the, the secondary shaft is going to be different because uh, I was kind of confused because I didn't really look at the part number on that one. I didn't have the manual open. I just pulled it out and it's like, wait, this is different than what's on a main. I, you know, of course asked a friend about it and he, you know, he looked up the part number right away. Boom, had it. Um, I've even helped out a couple of guys uh, on discord. You know, one of them seen that there were some parts for uh, a synergy, uh, that he was looking for. I can't remember the part that 
exactly what he needed, but he was wanting to know if the part from the uh, E700 would fit his, uh, you know, uh, his 696. And turns out it did. I told him, you know, just go ahead and look up uh, both manuals, look for that same part and match the part numbers. Because even though, you know, they might look the same, there could be something different. And another perfect example of that is uh, the carbon fiber skids for, uh, uh, my Goblin 420. There was actually two styles of carbon fiber skids that were actually released for that model. And even though the mounting brackets look identical, the screw placements are dis- are different. So it's like, and those also have a different part number, which they're both obsolete. So it's like, my options are very limited on that one. But um, another thing, I mean, as far as uh, you know, parts compatibility, you can search between two different models. You know, you can just look up on the manuals, try to match the part number, see which you know what's going to be different about the actual part. Um, you know, whether they work for either machine, just look up both manuals, find the part. And uh, another thing, uh, just type in the part number into like your uh, your favorite hobby shop, that's probably going to be one of the best ways to actually find, you know, one of those one-off parts that's not exactly going to be, you know, just by quick, you know, clicking like replacement parts on A-Main. And a lot of times it's going to pop up in, you know, a different area because the specific model that it was mainly being sold for, that it wasn't listed on the model that you were looking for, you know, that you're yeah. looking to put that part on. It's also helpful to have the part number and just Google it because sometimes A-Main or BK or even Heli Direct might not have that part, but then you Google it and you're like, oh, Lower Heli has it or Only Fine Heli has it or another site has it. Absolutely. And I've also had to do it for uh, eBay, you know, for, you know, something for a model that's uh, obsolete. They're not really bringing out parts for it anymore. It's like you just type in the part number, boom. There it is. Sometimes you might have to put what the part is next to the part number, and a lot of times it'll pop up as well. Uh, well, Ian, and you had a good point about different models by the same manufacturer. I had the same issue with the 690 because uh, I don't know which came first, the 600 or 690 or the 550, but they all kind of share a lot of the same parts. And if you just Google 690 parts, you don't find half of the parts that you need because they're not really 690 parts, they're 600 parts, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, same it's goblin. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The manual and the part number for sure. Absolutely. Um, I believe that's all I had for this week's segment, but I figured it was a good one, you know, to not, you know, to at least let people know, you know, maybe uh, the, person you know just starting in on the hobby somebody that gets an old bird and it's just like okay what the fuck where do i get parts now you know right at least it's another avenue to help out the fellow hobbyist yeah if you buy something used and you don't know you don't have a manual you can always google the the manual just write in definitely Mm -hmm. type in that model number you know with pdf following it and you'll find the manual pretty quick yeah oh yeah and i do believe uh there's another way to find you know it's kind of a quick way. It depends on what mod, you know, what brands you're looking for. But um, if you go to like, uh, what is it, uh, uh, the Urcha Toolbox app? I think it was. 
there, there's a, uh, yeah, it's the RC Heli Toolbox. Uh, there's actually a quick uh, shortcut link into like a couple different brands, uh, you know, PDF files for uh, uh, for manuals and stuff. Okay. But I will, but I will say there is a couple brands out there that have been very notorious on changing part numbers throughout some of the models. But it's actually pretty astounding on how many models some of the parts go back as far as what they still use. So it's like if uh, if you're really having a hard time, you know, ma- matching part numbers because of that, definitely it's worth reaching out to, you know, somebody that is very familiar with the brand, you know, whether it's like a team pilot or, you know, that particular hobby shop that would know where to point you to the right direction. Which is something that I had to do as well with one of my machines and. Uh, I was fortunate enough to actually get the right parts that I needed and get that particular aircraft up up and flying until somebody talked me into the ground and yeah, it's still parked. Nice. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. All right. News and announcements. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's funny we had uh, we had Andy from from Mars in a tractor, right, in a combine one time, and then now we have uh, Andy in space driving back home. <laughs> yep. All right. What do we got for news and announcements here? I don't know because I have no internet and can't see the document. Yeah, so I, I'm, I think I'm the only one that can see the document, huh? Yeah, Probably. Do you have the, uh, the new Kraken thing on there? Yeah. So, That's the yeah. only thing I know about, so talk about that. Cool. Let's go down the list here. Oh, and the blades. Yep. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to, you know, shout out that RCHO fall pull is uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after this episode comes out. Um. Yeah, go there. Be there. <laughs> I think Frank's coming from Florida. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So nice. nobody got an excuse. He's coming from Florida. Nobody got an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, out in Arizona, the uh, it's like the Southwest Heli Rodeo is going on as well the same weekend. Nice. So, yeah, okay. if you're in the East Coast, you should be at Fall Pole. If you're in the West Coast, you should be at the uh, Heli Rodeo. Uh, what else do we have here? Okay, so some news from SAB. We have the S-Line Blades, 700 size. Uh, they're supposed to be fast, quiet, and efficient blades uh, with a, a, a different with a cord that ranges from 50 millimeters to 64. So it, you know, it's following more of the, um, I don't know, the, I don't know what do you call it. The design where like it expands, kind of like a samurai, like a sword. I don't know. It's weird, but uh, yeah, variable cord. Yeah, variable cord. It's yeah. Variable cord. Yep, and uh, it's supposed to weigh in about 195 grams. So yeah, check those out. Got a picture and a link on our news announcement document that we won't update. <laughs> uh, next, we got the Kraken S. It's a renewed graphic version, full carbon, 
Um, updated with the raw transmission gearbox, so it's a little bit quieter gearbox. Um, comes with the new S line 700 blades, and uh, because of the raw gearbox, it is 100 grams lighter. So there you have nice. it. I do like that it's full carbon. I love full carbon stuff. <laughs> All right, let's see here. M5 pictures are leaked. Yeah, so the OMP M5. There's some pictures on no no information, so it's it's kind of useless. But it is you can tell that it's not a it's not a driven tail. It's going to be a motor tail. Um, it'll probably you know in my opinion probably crash like shit. <laughs> I mean, when you get to that 500 size, they don't crash as well as an M2 <laughs> would. But hey, eh. uh, let's see what is this thing? I can't read it. It says KED, but not much info. Kid, but not if, oh, I don't know. Someone wrote this wrong, I think. But it looks like Horizon Hobby has a P forty seven Thunderbolt uh, airplane. Yeah, I wrote that in there. Uh, it's a Balsa P forty seven, pretty nice size. I mean, it was four ninety nine, and it was just something new they had coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not, it's a fifty eight inch wingspan. Yeah, four ninety nine ninety nine. Looks, it's Balsa. You said right? Yeah, it is. So not yeah. too bad. If you're getting into that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it comes with uh, quite a bit of stuff for four ninety nine. It comes with the uh, a Spectrum Avian sixty amp Smart ESC, the forty forty two fifty six hundred kV motor. That's a pretty good size brushless motor. Yeah. Uh, fourteen by twelve prop wooden prop. Um, comes with four Spectrum thirty nine gram digital servos and main retractable landing gears. So yep. it's got retracts as well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a 4 to 6S machine. Uh, if you're going to run a 6S, you do need to run a smaller prop. The prop that it comes with is meant for a 4S battery pack, um, but a big 4S, uh, 4,000 or 5,000 milliamps. So, yeah, yeah, pretty decent size. Okay, cool. Yeah, it says Wicked Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the, uh, love that. <laughs> Yeah, go check it out. It's by Hangar 9 on Horizon Hobbies. Okay, Blackout Mods has an XL Power 700 V2 gasser coming out. Did nice. the V2 XL Spectre V2 just come out? Gosh, yeah. they're already coming out with a, a gasser conversion. How awesome is that? Dennis hard at work over in, in Greece over there producing another... Which I'm gonna, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be a kick-ass, you know, airframe. Um, I know his Glogo airframe. Devin flies the shit out of that thing, and that thing, you know, flies. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot on that Glogo, man. Mm-hmm. The Glogo gasser that he has, yeah. I guess it's a Logo gasser. I don't know. Um, what else do we have here? I think we have one last thing here. It's a link from Motion RC, where customers matter. <laughs> That's their slogan. Nice. Uh, is this the little jet I was going to buy? Yes. Three wing F9F Panther. 64 millimeter EDF. It's not that small. 64 is, you know. It's not, I thought it was, I thought, when you first were talking about this, I thought this was like a UMX style. Like, you know, like that kind of <laughs> jet. But it's, but, yeah. I forget what the wingspan was on it, like 26 yeah. inch. I'll go through it here. It is 27 inch wingspan, 700 millimeters. Uh, yeah. It's about 29 inches long and 550 grams. 
It has a brushless 26, 27, 4500 KV outrunner. So it, it got some KV, you know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a 64 millimeter EDF, uh, five bladed fan with a 30 amp ESC. Um, it only calls for a 3S 1600 milliamp, which is, yeah, it's actually a pretty small battery. So, you know, comes with all the servos and everything. It's pretty much ready to go, right? It's a, is it a, it's a PNP, so receiver ready. Um, you can buy retracts as an extra thing, if you like. So it is upgradable with retracts. Was that retracts, or was that just like fixed landing gear? Oh, you know what? I, I stand corrected. Yeah, it is fixed landing gear, but with a steerable nose. That's what I see on it. Okay. I thought it was retracts because I saw a mortar on one of them, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that would have surprised me, but that would have been pretty cool. But that's, dude, that's cool. Like I said, it's a little annoying park flyer that for what was, what was the price on it? Like 109 It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'd annoy people for 100 bucks. Shit, I'll annoy, annoy people for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe that was the heli gods last night crashing my internet because I was going <laughs> to buy that. Oh. Ah, I see. That makes sense. It makes more sense, right? But I'd like to pick that up because that's the, I think I could have some fun with that thing. And I really like that style. Um, What's that? The F9F, right? With the yeah, the early jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just looks like something out of the 70s. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool looking. Sure. Man. I want to get one, but I know I'm going to spend 110 bucks and then put a Neo in there and be like, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. All right. What else do we have here? I think that was it, right? Yes. All right, let's move it on. What's next for the hobby? Someone talk. Give me a break here. <laughs> What's next for you, Ian? Um, other than working, um, I try to get a couple more flights in uh, this week. Um, I need to go ahead and do a test start on the uh, the NX four tomorrow. You know, make sure I put it back together right. See, it, make sure I didn't you know forget anything. Uh, and just see how it runs, and then uh, get to work all weekend. Um, oh that's, boy. Co- yeah, of course, that's never any fun, but um, I'll be on Discord as always, unlike uh, you chat heads. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, uh, do some more wrenching on the Black Nitro and ordering some more parts. But um, I ended up also, I probably should have said this in the very beginning, but uh, getting some servos in from uh, Tom Shin. He had, oh, cool. uh, yeah, ended up picking up some uh, some BK servos. Uh, I guess he bought them, didn't put them in anything, and he's, you know, me and Tom got the talkies, and I was like, yeah. As far as like, uh, my biggest problem with everything being on my bench is like components. And it's like, yeah, I need to get some more servos. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I got these, uh, 7,000 twos here. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'll take those. So those are, uh, coming in and, uh, hopefully by this weekend. Um, so other than that, I'm just going to be wrenching, working, getting some flights in and 
possibly doing some trick-or-treating. Uh, depends on where my kids are going trick-or-treating at because I get all out of work at like 7, 7.30, so they're already going to be out and about trick-or-treating. So um, that's pretty much what I've got planned so far. Cool, man. Yep. Nice. Uh, who's next? What about me, you say? Yeah, what about you? Uh, well, since you mentioned trick-or-treating, I might have uh, R2-D2 show up out front for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> That'd be cool. Really cool. Uh, we'll have to see how that That's goes. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to drive him around to the front of the house somehow. I don't know. It's going to be, it'll be, it'll be weird, but it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, Friday night, I'm not sure if I'm even going to be back at my house to be on discord. So that's going to be my excuse this week. I have a convention to go to in Orlando the next two days. So probably not going to be back. What in kind time of convention? Before. It's uh infocom okay. is what it's called. It's basically audio video, um, you know, uh, expo type thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, we are being carded at the door even though i think the governor of florida said you can't do that they're still checking to see if you have your papers mm-hmm. or you can enter live in. before yeah. you can enter east germany you must have your papers mm-hmm. and, uh, so that should, that should be a lot of fun i you know a lot of people are like oh that i hate those things but i really like that kind of stuff because it's just all like a rush on the you know on the on the products that are out there and like yeah. I'll, I'll collect. Tech shows are awesome, man. Yeah, and it just it it gets all the creative stuff going. Like oh, like down mm-hmm. the road, like six months from now. Oh yeah, I saw that at Infocom. I, I know what we can use to do that, or that might work with this, or it mm-hmm. all it all gets you know yeah. stored. And then beyond that, you get a whole bunch of swag free as well. So that's awesome too. Right. Yeah, I love going to tech conferences and stuff. It's great. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't been one of those things in probably. 10 years easy oh yeah it's it's i don't know how it is with covid now but yeah i mean it's probably changed a lot <laughs> went to one in denver years ago that was that was fun it was pretty cool nice but then hopefully i can uh, get some flying in on sunday i'm gonna try and get up to see my mom on saturday and hopefully get to the field on sunday and i, I don't know about you guys but I, I oh anytime i bring out a new model to the field like i did this past weekend um <laughs> it kind of makes me feel I don't know, it's so weird It kind of takes the shine off the other models In a way You know, that I've been flying all the time Now, this is an unintentional dig at Mr. Shaw But if I was only to have one model I would be so, like, worried about smashing it Like, every weekend Like, I, so And I felt the same way after the I had the Glogo fired up, you know The Oxy-5, when that was new I was just like, oh, you know, I want to be careful with it And then, you know you get the glow going, then you're beating on the other thing. And whatever have you have new to yourself, whether it's new or not, I seem it it, it kind of takes the shine off the other things, and you wind up beating on those even more, you know, or not caring, mm-hmm. you know. It kind of brings you at ease flying those other models. I don't know for me anyway. So uh, I'm looking forward to going out flying the plane a little bit more and just flying in general, flying the helis, man. Awesome. Should be fun. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Uh, so yeah, I plan on flying this weekend. Um, I wanted to, and it's kind of funny because I joined this new club that's 20 minutes away. 
Right. But the last couple of weekends, I haven't been able to fly there. Yeah. Um, no, I've been flying everywhere else. So, so yeah, I have to meet up with um, my team manager for Eagle Drift, uh, Ben Key, to pick up a flag and the raffle donation for RCHO's fall pole. Oh, cool. Nice. So I'm going to meet up with him. And he was like, oh, you know, how far are you from Fredericksburg? He's, he's in Virginia. And I was like, oh, you know, Fredericksburg is my club. It's an hour and whatever. So he's like, oh, well, let's meet there. So I'm going to plan on, plan on meeting him there. Uh, I'll probably get some flights in while I'm there and then head home and probably do some work around the house. Um, as you guys probably know, you know, from my Facebook, I've been um, prepping for a shed build. So I kind of like dug up the ground a little, you know, put some wood down, try to level everything out and then fill it with gravel. And and I did that in you know, about like two days of work. It, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the building the, building the, the box and, you know, laying the, you know, digging all the dirt out and the, the you know, the grass and things out. That was that wasn't nearly as bad as dumping out almost three quarter ton of of gravel from the back of my pickup truck into that thing oh that had to suck and got a shovel in your hand it sucks yeah so i had a shovel and a a steel rake you know and basically it was like i was just like you know trying to get it out as quick as possible right like it was probably about five o'clock and then of course i'm like a quarter way through and it starts to pour so i'm like okay i'm gonna stop because i'm not gonna you know so like I kind of stopped, and I went back out when it stopped, and I just was like, you know, my wife's like, uh, my wife's like, I'm gonna take the kids to karate. I'm like, yeah, just go and have just just shoveling, 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 um, raking everything out, trying to get everything out, getting freaking crushed stone everywhere in my pickup bed, like in between the tailgate and the freaking bed. It's like it's so it was so yep. annoying at parts. Right. Um, I got most of it out, and then I used the hose to like just wash the rest of it out. Um, so I got, I got most of it done in, in about like three hours, but it was, uh, it was a rough three hours. Like I was exhausted after that. Um, but yeah, got it done. Um, so with that, you know, it's time for me to now go and spend roughly about eight or $900 worth of wood, um, that I priced out, you know, um, to get all the lumber, all the dimensional lumber that I need to build this shed. So it's going to be, um, it was originally a four by 10 and I'm like, well, four by 10, my lawnmower is three feet wide. If I put a door in the side, ooh, that's not going to leave that much room for it to actually fit in there. You know, and the whole purpose of the shed is so I could just put my lawnmower away for the winter. Like I don't want to have it leaving outside, you know, it doesn't really snow here, but if it does snow, I just, you know, and, and all the rain and stuff and the wind and I just, I don't want to leave it outside. So. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just uh, make it five feet. And I'm laying out, you know, when, and so I had that in my head, five by ten. I started laying out the wood to make that that base. I was like, well, I don't know, it kind of looks small. Yeah. Ah, uh, screw it. So, so I'm the base is one foot wider on each end. So I'm like, all right, six by ten. The base is eight by twelve. It'll work. So I'm building a six by ten shed with a slant roof, um, and yeah, let's see how it comes out. <laughs> Dude, is oh, this yeah. gonna be like connected to the house? No, no, it's gonna be a foot. It's gonna be a foot around the house. Like, so there's oh, a foot the between house. the house and the and the thing. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. so it's not it's not gonna be attached, but I do want to make sure that the roof hangs underneath the house's roof. You know what I mean? So that yeah. any rainwater or anything that comes down will, you know, obviously go around like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, just so it doesn't erode behind the the uh, the shed or anything like as as well. So, what are you doing for the floor? Are you pouring concrete? No, no, it's gonna be uh, you know, a four by four, pre- you know, pressure treated, you know, ten foot beams. And then I'm going to build a, f- a platform floor on top of that and okay. then build a shed on top of that. And then, you know, so like the only thing that, you know, that's going to be contacting the ground will be, you know, um, pressure treated ground contact wood. Yeah. So it's basically the same setup you would buying either a kit or buying a pre-made shed. It's a, I'm going to build it and it's going to probably, you know, it's half the price of a pre-made uh, a kit. A kit's about 1500 for this size. And so it's gonna cost me about half or two thirds the price, but I'm gonna get you know obviously I made it way bigger than the kit was gonna be, and um, it's probably about half price compared to a, a built shed dropped off and and all done you know. Yeah. So so I'm gonna give it a shot. You know I'm I'm very handy. I have all the tools. I have all the you know saws and everything to to actually cut and and frame and do the do the. Uh, to build the shed, so I'll give it a go. I have instructions that are very detailed, um, exactly what I'm going to cut. But I am going to change a little, you know, things like 16 uh, off center on the floor. I'm going to make that 12. So, just yeah, so because just to support more of the weight, right? Because I'm going to yeah, put stuff in there. You're parking something heavy in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the lawnmower is not that heavy, but you know, still, it's a lawnmower, and, and I'll probably try to fit like a wheelbarrow and all these other things that I have. Um, that are related to garden stuff, my leaf blower, and you know, because I have like a gas powered leaf blower and all this stuff. So, try to get that all in there and cool. out of my sh- out of my uh, trailer because that's where all that shit is. My weed whacker, my backpack, leaf blower, that's all in the trailer. Jeez. Which, yeah, so I need to get that cleared out one of these days so I can actually use it for RC. Yeah. All right. Nice. That was a long one. Uh, Andy, you still there? I'm still here. I'm not going right. to do anything. What do you think of that? You suck. That's expected, but are you going to try to make yeah. it to RCHO the following weekend now? Um, possibly. If I don't, team is going to go by herself. Yes, she has to go. <laughs> She's committed. She has to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Depends we'll on the that. weather, really. I got some work to do on the combine. And I got a lot of stuff to do in the next little while, so we'll see. Still got all the beans to cut. Mm. But if it's wet or rainy or something, I'll come down for the day, probably just for Saturday, Saturday night. Nice. But nice, if I'm not there, at least she'll be there and she can report back. Yep. For sure. All right, so we're not going to be doing a listener pipeline. Um, Andy usually has his fancy board to do that, and Kevin usually has a dual computer set up to do that with internet, which uh, we don't have any of that. So we're going to kind of yeah. skip that. Um, what about the wrap-up? Should we skip that, or should we do that? Skip it. Skip it. Andy said yeah. skip it. Yeah. I think that's what he said, but that's what I heard, so let's skip it. All right, yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna quickly do our outro. This is what this was episode 299. Um, I know it was a little bit of a shorter episode, and you know we've had some difficulties uh, getting this one recorded. So you know you're gonna have to give us a break. So 
Yeah. All right. So drop us an iTunes review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't pitch a fit. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you get what you get. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Hopefully, it'll be a good one. Uh, Email us at freeforcy at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freeforcy podcast. Check out our webpage. Yes. Actually, check it out because we have spruced it up a bit, made it a little bit more up to date. So, freeforcpodcast.show. Say hello to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Hi Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio Video Production, Audio Flight Test Podcast, Free Forest Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, aka Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads Podcast. Ian, you going to do this this time? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. Got the Heliheads. Uh, that's with uh, Kevin, Dan, Scott, Kyle, and sometimes Maynard, sometimes. Eric Shue, sometimes whoever they bring on. So mm-hmm. I, I recognize Eric Shue, but uh, what are the other names you said? Uh, Kyle and uh, Maynard. No, yeah, I don't recognize those names. Isn't it something like Luke Warmhands or something? Yeah, yeah. Luke Warmhands. Yeah, it was, Warm yeah see, yeah. That, those names I recognize. I don't recognize <laughs> these other names you're talking about. You did a terrible job, by the way. Luke warm hands and hashtag those aren't pillows. <laughs> All right. What do we got for a Telerotor podcast? That's two mics, a Rich and a Robert and a Cliff. I heard Cliff and Rich. Yeah. And Monty, I guess. Yeah. All right. Skids up. Uh, that's with uh, Frank, Javier, and Paul. Have you done an episode in a while? I have not. I don't recall hearing one in some no, time. I haven't heard one in a while. Mm. It's been a month or two, at least. That means I'll probably release one tomorrow. Uh, right. in, <laughs> inverted Down Under. Uh, that's with uh, Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Smart. Which they love when you say that. Yep. Uh, Houdini or <laughs> Heli Podcast. Um... That's with uh, Richard Spiegel and Kenny Sierra. RC Roundtable. Uh, that's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Wow. RC After Hours. Uh, with Andre. Uh, um is not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's Andre's last name? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So, right? Uh, Park Flyer <clears throat> Podcast. Uh, two mics and a J. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. RC Plane Lab. Um, uh, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, is that Ron and Tom in the morning? Yes. All things that fly. That's with Lucian oh. Miller and Moose. Oh, I thought he was going to say all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and don't forget to check out Bill's YouTube channel. Yes, check out Bill. Yeah, he just dropped a new one. <laughs> he just dropped a new one? Yeah. Yeah. A new what? It? I don't know, but a new one. <laughs> <laughs> check him out. Check it out. All right, thanks for our listeners. We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye, Andy. 
Leader Cola. I got change. I got 95 pins. I got change. One, two, three. Guy behind you getting pissed. Four, five, six. Oh, wait a minute. Let me me start over. One. Man, that's the loudest directional I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty loud in here. Uh oh. Muted. Oh, oh somebody muted themselves. I, I muted myself so I didn't have to offend Kevin's sensitive ears. Or his sensitive internet. Hmm. Or lack of. Would you get a burger on the bottom of a bag of chips? I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. This is the 300. I got one one cheeseburger, and they give me a bag that's the size of an old tiny grocery bag. Alrighty then. Brown bag special. Yeah. Hey, at least he's got his snack. Hell yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't expect me to travel without snacks, would you? Fuck no. Even I would get bitchy. Man, I feel so bad, but hopefully my audio wasn't that bad. Um. But yeah. we'll make it up to the next. Good to me. Okay. <laughs> How did I so, so, so wait, before Andy jumped on, Kevin sounded like shit compared to Ian. But then <laughs> Andy jumped on, and then Andy sounds, yeah, Andy sounds, <laughs> Kevin sounds great because Andy, you sound so bad with the road noise and stuff. That's, it's all good though, obviously, it's, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> but, I tried to stay <laughs> muted, except when I just had to speak up. Yeah, yeah, no, it works, it's fine. You know, in a sense, I'd rather have you on like this than not have you on at all because, gosh, man, it almost became the Stephen Ian show. And I was like, hell no. Hell to fucking no. We're canceling this shit today. We're canceling. Fuck it. Not happening. I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll love it. But, uh, yeah, Kevin will love this. But I'm off on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off on Friday, so um, it's a Thanksgiving day. Like the whole company's off, so I, you know, if, if need be, I can just do it in the morning as well. Thanksgiving day, I love it. Yeah, every uh, quarter we get a day off. Just fucking hippie ass companies. Tell mm-hmm. you what, got a bunch of hippie ass companies taking care of the workers and yeah, a bunch of 
much caring, like caring, yeah, like caring the about their employees. What the fuck? Yeah, it must be nice. Shit. No. I'm still wiping ass for a living. Literally. <laughs> oh shit! Literally. <laughs> 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 yeah.